And, and the post show has begun. This song takes forever to get started. It's two minutes in. It hasn't even gotten started yet. <laughs> hey, there look. It is. I think the radio mix is probably the way quicker. Well, they have the 2011 total version or the 2016 remastered oh. version. They're, the remastered version is one second longer. <laughs> So you can hear that do 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 right? There's gotta be another version of this song, right? This one is like like echoey and sad. I've heard another version of this song this it's gotta be a radio mix. No, I think I mean this is this is the song that was sampled to be to turn into the the Shut Up and Drive song. Which is which is the happy one? Oh, is that the one? Yeah, oh, I mean, you're okay. thinking of the Rihanna song, I think. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of like '80s slacker. Uh, I'll look. Let's see, Blue Monday Radio edit. All right, there's a YouTube version here. <clears throat> Wait, that's not. This is the song. This is John Carter, Amanda Trice. No, all right. Well, never mind. I've 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 heard that song, not from Rihanna, and I thought it was a bit more. Here's the hard floor radio edit. Here's the official music video. Maybe I'll go to that one. Okay. Okay. That. That sounds more, yeah. A little happier. Yeah, this is this is different. There, there's more like going on. Yeah, but when the vocals start up, there's more middles to it. I think. Let's listen. It's more interesting. Yeah, this is the one that I'm used to. This is more tenor, actually, right? The, the first one was like, yeah, like kind of washed out and all bassy. Pretty mastered. Oh, it's an epic... It's crazy video. It's actually kind of cool. Like, it's got these weird images that are happening. (laughs) He's just blowing a milk crate in front of his face. I I love the the use of the dog. It's There's crazy stuff. I mean, I don't... (laughs) It's really interesting to me, actually. What year is this one? You know? 88? looks like yeah it feels like the heyday of mtv right yeah i mean this is for the milk crate (laughs) it's like everything is like well i mean they got them in the studio took some b-roll and then right but throw through a whole bunch of stuff for some reason maybe it's just because the way the milk crate is Okay, maybe I, I changed my opinion all of a sudden, but everything seemed a little bit more staged and like 
fluid and the milk crate seemed to be like the afterthought but um, in that breakdown there was like dog paws doing like ridiculous shit okay everyone has to watch this video right now pause it's, it, and go to the New Order Blue Monday 88 show music video it's really interesting there's a lot like happening and it's clear like they this was put together all in the edit Right, they, I did a lot of drawings, put those together, and they just they, they got videos of these guys doing a couple things in the studio and paste piece it all together from that. Not a single shot of them is them playing instruments. Right. And what is with the boots? <laughs> it's like ski boots, I guess. It's a lot of drawings. Is it the dog is is a central role that keeps like appearing on these chairs in different balanced versions, looking in different directions. And there's things of the hands. There's a, there's a theme of hands being drawn and tennis. There's a theme. The tennis ball keeps rolling around. The carrot appears again. The crate appears again. <laughs> the lady standing in the litter box. Whatever that is, I just fan. and they're just looking around. Like the whole thing with the the band is just they're looking in different directions. And the official music video is way too long as well. Dog, he's putting through some shit, and he's he's handling it fairly it's well. It's starting to get a little like too busy. That's the end of it. Oh, and they're doing flip books at the end. Look at that. Oh, the dog is standing, balancing on the That's weird. Okay, That's really weird. So, do you want to listen to this guy talk about why uh, Newton's third law is debunked? Yeah, sure. Why not? Because you know he's wrong, right? Well, yeah. So let's 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 turn it up a little bit. Well, basically, it's just impossible. It cannot work in the vacuum of space. It's just impossible. Physically, it's impossible. All right. So if it's impossible, Newton's third law. Let let let's express what Newton's third law is. This is the, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Right, yes. Yes. So that means when you jump up, you're pushing the earth down. Right. But you don't push the earth down. You just go up, right? Well... The earth is gigantic and you're tiny. It's proportionate. Yes. The earth does go down in a proportionate amount that you go up. Right, you're and really you're not. The Earth doesn't. the The surface that you're pressing against gets deformed slightly. Right. The if, Earth if is the, a, if the Earth was inelastic, yeah. then the Earth will go down. Mm-hmm. But the Earth is not inelastic. Mm-hmm. So it's no, going elastic. To, if the Earth was elastic, well, elastic I, preserves. I, I used uh, yes. I think I used a double negative there. I said not inelastic, I think, <laughs> which means elastic. Yes. Well, yeah. I think I said, at least what I meant to say was, mm-hmm. if the Earth was inelastic... I understand, because I used to think inelastic was different. I used to think inelastic meant different than elastic. Because you think elastic, you think of a rubber band and it's stretching. Right. But elastic means that momentum is conserved. That the momentum doesn't but, get turned into anything else. 
but inelastic would be not compressible, right? No, in terms of like collisions and things like that. If an inelastic collision means that some of some of it will turn into like heat and things uh, like that. Okay, so all right, I'm using elastic wrong. Right? Yeah, I'm thinking. That, yeah. I'm thinking so, so an elastic ball. Right, exactly, because because you think about an elastic ball or an elastic in, band. An elastic ball would be like a bowling ball, but in terms of of the usage of the term, elastic means momentum is conserved in the interaction. So when you're talking about like a perfectly elastic gas, uh, my you, underpants, you're talking about things that bounce off and they conserve momentum in there. The band of my underpants. <laughs> so if you had an elastic. So basically, momentum is conserved in all of this between you and the Earth. An elastic collision, mm-hmm. then the Earth would be moved by your momentum, and you would be moved, or but the momentum that you would that would be completely transferred when you jump off. Right. But you said that it deforms. Yeah. So that's when I started using the word elastic, but that's not the word I want to use. Yeah. Because it means something it, else. It means something it. different from a pure theory yes. perspective. Right. So rigid. Yes. The Earth is... Not rigid. Not rigid. If it was rigid, then you could measure the amount the Earth was moved down when you jumped. In theory, you could measure, yeah. Yes. You would not... I mean, I don't think we have any device capable of doing that kind of measurement. I do. You do? What is it? It's a measurometer. Oh, wow. I need one of those. Anyway, the, the point being that uh, third law... So the, the first law of motion is F equals ma. Force is equal to mass and acceleration. The second law of motion is the law of inertia. That if something is uh, is not moving, it will stay not moving. If something is moving, it will stay moving along that path unless it's interrupted by force. And the third law of motion is that uh, for every force, there's an equal and opposite force. So if you push against something, it pushes against you at the same amount of force. Right. So this whole rocket thing, right? You have a bottle of propellant, and you have a valve. We don't even need combustion and propellant for this experiment. We can mm-hmm. just have a pressurized vessel with a valve on the end. When you open the valve, you get... Now, this is where I'm going to start using terms that my fourth grade daughter learned in science mm-hmm. class, sure. right? When the valve is closed, you have a balanced force. Basically, the pressure arrows from the tank are pressing on all the sides of the canister equally. Mm -hmm. When you open the valve, the arrows that push out the valve have... How does that work? How do I want to describe that? It becomes an unbalanced force. And unbalanced forces cause motion. Yes. And the motion goes the opposite direction of the valve. So the gas that's... Say you have two force arrows, one pointing towards the front of your rocket, one pointing towards the back of your rocket. The one pointing towards the front of your rocket is hitting the wall of the vessel where its pier is pointing the opposite direction is escaping out the valve. Mm -hmm. So that gives... Now, I'm going to need your help here to explain exactly why that makes... I understand it. I understand it, but I can't describe it. All right, so you have a rocket in space with, yeah, so let's say you just had a valve of pressurized gas in, 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 a, a, container, in a container, canister, yep. and you released it. Okay, so the, the pressure is, is going on all sides, so the force is balanced, and uh, there's nothing happening. You're not moving. Right. 
when you turn the valve, uh, and let's assume that you turning the valve doesn't add any other momentum <laughs> by doing that, but anyway, you turn the valve uh, and op- you open the valve, Well, however you do that. Suddenly the gas has a way to escape, and uh, a way that it, there's an uneven pressure on the front, so it, it, it's going to find that and going to jet out. Suddenly, this uneven, this even thing that had no, no, uh, su- the sum of vectors was zero. Suddenly, you have a vector now. Mm-hmm. Something is is being added to your system right. by pushing outwards. That is going to push you in the opposite direction. Right. The momentum but from the why? particles coming out of the gas. Momentum is is being exchanged is is uh, being compensated for because by adding that momentum to the universe, you would then have to compensate by adding a negative momentum to the universe. In, right. In, in, in but some how, sense. But what what makes that feel like force on the front of the vessel? That makes it because you are being you if you you are standing still. This is the law of inertia. You're standing still on the rocket. You are not having anything that's pushing you. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the rocket. You know, this is but, this is attached uh, to the hole of the rocket. I am, say. I am, I am now the pressure vessel, right? So right. I have gases pressing. Right. So if 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 you just if it was just a pressure vessel and you open it up, right. rather than the rocket moving forward, the pressure vessel would move forward. So right. hopefully you have this attached to the hole of your rocket. Oh sure. So, yeah. but 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 I am the pressure vessel, and the the rocket is a very simple rocket that is only a pressure vessel with a valve on it. Okay. Very fine. So, you are turning that. So you have you have a balanced st- situation. Right. I no, understand the balance force. I got no... a bunch of pressure inside me pushing in all directions, right. but it's all balanced out. All the pressure arrows are the same size, the same length. I am just floating in space. You open that up. There is because of the pressure inside is pushing, mm-hmm. right? It's pushing on things. It, so I feel a stuff... pressure on the opposite side of the valve. The stuff wants to get out. So it's being now pushed out by the pressure inside of your system. Right. As it escapes, that energy, as it goes, is being also is, is, is the same energy that's being used to push you in the opposite direction. It can't... It, is it, it the pressure of the gases spreading away from each other? Yes, it's, it's the, yeah. it, it is the fact that the gas is compressed right. and so it's, the, the, it's so becoming gas, less dense. The, the gas inside me is... Becoming less dense. Right. But if the if you gas up, outside you was the same density, it wouldn't want right. to get out. If you add up all the vectors, it points in a direction towards my nose cone, away from my valve. It points in the opposite direction of my valve. Like, the, the gas wants to reach equilibrium. Mm-hmm. The gas, at that point, is trying to push in all directions, but it's only successfully escaping in one direction. Right. Which, because it's escaping out the back, I get a bigger pressure um, force arrow pointing. Well, you net you had no net force pushing yeah, you, right? right? But you have a force now pushing outwards, and that's going to cause you a force a force pushing right inwards. But the but the outward force is just the um, ideal gas law or whatever, right? Well, it's the idea that the, the outward force it, it, it's this gas trying to reach equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's the right. outward force. So you're trading this whole gas law of equilibrium in this case, right? Where you're not combusting things, but mm-hmm. you're trading the density of the gas for momentum. For momentum, sure. Okay. The energy that was in the dense that was in the compression is being turned into momentum. Right. 
So the valve of, I just want to mention this for people listening, if anyone's still listening. <laughs> the, the valve in this case, I think it's a great analogy for thinking about rockets because really it's the same kind of idea as a rocket nozzle, except instead of like, so we're talking about a rocket where the entire thing is a pressure vessel with a valve at the end. Rocket's a little bit different, right? Rocket has a couple vessels and then it has the combustion chamber with a rocket nozzle on it. And the combustion chamber is when you combust the fuel, the propellant, and it creates a much higher um, pressure. You're using now the chemical energy. Right. But you're you're converting chemical energy into very high pressure. Mm -hmm. Very high pressure that you normally don't store in your pressure vessels. Right. Right. So it... um, it's, it's kind of the same way a jet engine works, right? Instead of storing all that energy, you know, in pressure, you're storing it in chemical. Yeah. And then when it goes through a combustion, you're, this happens in every engine, you're converting chemical energy into heat and pressure. And that heat and pressure has to go somewhere so it moves the engine. Mm-hmm. So th- this is the third law this is how the third law works which is that as you push out in one way you get the same push in the other way everything has to equalize uh so you have to have if you're pushing out in one way like in a positive direction you get a negative right. to equalize that force right that's just the way the universe so works. i mean what this guy's going to we completely forgot that we yeah have a guy here. so what he's going to argue is that since that gas escaping isn't hitting something there's nothing to push against right but we've already sussed out. Well, I mean, we've said that if Newton's third law is accurate. So, I mean, if Newton's third law is not accurate, then you could argue that it's not. But everything seems to say that it is accurate. All the experiments yeah, we but, do. But just and if you this, wa- if you want it to be different, as Feynman would say, go to a different universe. <laughs> in in this example, I can't change it. It's well, a, no, I'm just saying. In this example, I think it's probably. The, the the equal and opposite makes a ton of sense when you're jumping off a boat or something like that, right? Because the boat moves when you jump, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Jumping off a rowboat, right? You you can you can intuit that, but you get these guys, these flat Earth type people who have an agenda. They definitely have an agenda, and they they put it into something that's not intuitive. Like in space. So, okay. So my pressure vessel, it's a balloon where I'm pinching the Mm -hmm. neck shut, right? Take it up into space and let my balloon go. His argument is that the balloon will just deflate. Well, I mean, you couldn't... Let me just be clear because people are going to argue. You couldn't go into space with a balloon because a balloon would expand. I I have special latex. Yeah. Well, it's a... a It has a maximum expansion (laughs) possibility. Right. It becomes rigid. It's, it becomes super. It's a rigid balloon. It's, it's a rigid well, balloon. It has it has a maximum limit that will not rupture. Right. And at that at that limit, it, it's still a higher pressure than the and vacuum outside. Because that's important. You have to, if the pressure is equal, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, you're right. A, a, a rigid tank with a valve is better. I think yeah. the balloon analogy will help some people listening. But it has problems, yeah. like you just mentioned, and I agree completely <laughs> that those, those are maybe it's a bad I, bad analogy because of how many problems it has. 
I understand where you're going, mm-hmm. and, and totally. But I just want to, you know, head off any complaints that, that might yeah. occur. But I think a lot more people have experience with letting balloons go, yes, than opening up pressure tanks. Probably, yeah. But it's kind of the same. It's thing. the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it it is the fundamentally the same thing happening, but just the example is 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 wrong when you get into those those yes. different situations. But the idea is is absolutely the same, which is that the pressure inside your container is larger than the pressure outside and that wants to equalize everything wants that this is the principle of least action the universe wants to get into a state where everything is is equal and happy and nothing's moving so it's going to do whatever it can to do that it's going to excitedly do whatever it can to make sure it's as lazy as possible uh and so in weirdly it's not lazy <laughs> It, it's the funny thing about the universe, right? It wants to be lazy, but we'll do everything it can to get to the point where it can't be as lazy as possible. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll get, get there least the fastest way it possibly can. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what about all the scientists? Are they all lying? Or? Yes. The thing is that we have understood the word scientist wrong. Look, I'm a scientist, I'm a mechanical engineer, and I have a master's degree in technical physics. And I work as a research and development scientist. But when you say a scientist, you think that these guys are out there. Pause that just... for a second. What's technical physics? I, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, what that means, but it could mean everything from just plain kinematics to uh, uh, the study of of I don't know, I don't know what technical, technical physics. physics. Hmm. I mean, it's clearly macro scale physics. Technical physics. Uh, oh, here's a journal. Probably like probably a great journal. <laughs> okay, physics one hundred and five. Technical physics from the Lorene B. Wallace Community College. Okay. Technical physics is an algebra-based physics course designed to utilize modular concepts and include motion, forces, torque, work, energy, heat, wave, sound, and electricity. Results of physics education research in the physics applications in the workplace are used to improve students' understanding of physics in technical areas. Upon completion, students will be able to define motion and describe specific module concepts, utilize sure. microcomputers to generate motion diagrams, understand the nature of contact, force, con- contact forces, and distinguish passive forces, work cooperatively to set up laboratory exercises and demonstrate applications of module-specific concepts. This is just... I mean, you could just call this mechanics. Or, if you want to get silly, just dynamics, right? I mean, this is just general dynamics. Right. How shit works. Here's the syllabus. Let's see. Unit 1 is Introduction to Physics. Unit 2 is Physics Toolkit. Problem Solving. Mm-hmm. Vectors is Unit 4. Motion is Unit 5. Force. Momentum. Yep. Concurrent Parallel Forces. Sure. Work and Energy. Mm-hmm. Big, temperature big and topics. Heat Transfer. Absolutely got to get into thermodynamics. Wave Motion and Sound. Must have waves. Basic Electricity. Wave right. 
And that is it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's about a semester. Sounds like a fun class. Yeah. That's a good overview. I mean, the the most important stuff there is stuff talking about forces, momentum, uh, and ultimately, I think, waves. Because that's when you get into at least the deeper stuff that I, that I care about. That's where the mechanics goes in, in, the, in the wave direction. You have to have an understanding of how waves work and really how um, mod- understand sort of modular arithmetic, understanding how the circle works and moving around the circle. That damn unit circle. <laughs> fucking trigonometry that the most important thing to understand for quantum mechanics is understanding trigonometry because you got to know what sines and cosines are it's part of the fucking way it works uh, i want to talk about something but i don't want to derail this thing go ahead so I, I don't know if i mentioned this but when ali was doing the battle bots right i was trying to come up with a steering algorithm and i was trying to use trigonometry to mm. Kind of because it's a two-axis steering, right? So you have it's tank steering basically, right? Both wheels move forward, you go straight. Both wheels go backwards, you go straight. Both wheels turn full speed in opposite directions, you turn left or right, mm-hmm. right? And I was trying to come up with this awesome, sexy algorithm where I would have basically angle like if it's tilted so far, I, I figured I could use a. A, a sine or a cosine or a tangent function to figure this out I, I i just couldn't i didn't have the math to make it work so i did something a little bit cheater cheap cheaper cheater and it works fine it's a fun playable game but i just i thought there was something there where i could have used trig to make this i mean I'm, i just i'm trying to imagine not knowing how the how the program works so your inputs are you have a number between minus ten twenty four and positive ten twenty four. That's left full left full right, mm-hmm. and then you have forward ten twenty four and negative backwards negative ten twenty four. So you have two numbers. Basically, you're from the accelerometer. You have how far it's tilted forward, how far it's tilted backwards, how far it's tilted left, how far it's tilted right. And you need to convert that into degrees. two motors that either go forward or backwards. And I wanted to kind of have this whole 360-degree circular delineation of if I'm tilted this way, mm-hmm. I wanted that to break down into you know something. Well, that's where your vector would come in because you, you, yeah. you, that's, that's adding vectors, right? You pour it in. In this direction, at this angle, and you, you add that vector to that vector, and you see what, what that ultimately is. Right. Yeah. Right. So, ultimately, because I didn't have the math to figure it out this way, or maybe I came to the same conclusion that someone who knew math was, was that it was an unnecessary step. Yeah. I thought, take it to a circle, and then take it from the circle to the two-axis steering. I thought it would be a super elegant way and try to use like it does sound try elegant. Try to use try to use some trig that I've long long forgotten, but I just couldn't visualize the algorithm to make that happen. Elegance isn't necessary yeah. all the time. It's I, I know, yeah. but it seemed like here's an opportunity to use some trig that I haven't used in twenty years. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't know how to do that using trig right away. I'd have to really think about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not great at Like, trig. I started looking at the different functions. And I, I, mean, I, had, to re- sure. I had to relearn it. 
I'm I mean, pretty sure tangent function was the one I needed. Yeah, because you, you want to talk about, okay, so if, if you have some some angle you're talking about, then you're looking at the tangent line to, to mm-hmm. that angle. Yeah. I think that's ultimately what you're talking about. But And that would be the opposite on the adjacent sides of, of your right triangle you made. But... Well, that's it. I was trying to use my two inputs to build a right triangle is what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right, and and basically build it on the unit circle. But, you know, then I had, like, speed, too, right? So it wasn't, like, always full speed. So it was a maximum of one, but it could be inside the unit. It could be a smaller circle inside mm-hmm. the unit circle, you know, that kind of thing. So that's when I'm like, all right, I'm going to find a cheater way to do this <laughs> because um, this sounds elegant. I still think that, you know, this is the way... The sexiest way to do it, but I'm not going to get there. I, I think it, it, it's probably the way to do it that ultimately, when you come down to it, will be sort of the most, the prettiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in, in in terms of, uh, it actually, it, it will be the smallest. Is, is really the the thing I, uh, about prettiness. Prettiness really comes down to, I think, that you can get it into a very small. You can you can turn it very small because. Mm-hmm. Everything is based off of very simple equations that just they blow up when you use that simple equation. Right. Um, that's the, the you know it's the simplicity aspect of, of beauty that you're looking for. I agree that that's probably the like the the coolest way to do it, but I suspect that you did the way that that's much more it's kludgier, but it's a lot more workable yeah that's something that being a programmer i know that the prettiest way to do it is often is is not nearly (laughs) is not the regular way that we do something uh the prettiest way is often more complex from a manageably programmatic perspective than uh your use than usual Occasionally, that's not true. Occasionally, you come up with a way that 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 really simplifies everything, but that's rare. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you have to have something that is uh, adjustable and patchable and can be worked around if necessary. So, the prettiest way you do something is often. Uh, I mean, you you aim for pretty, but you often end up with a mixture of pretty and clut and kludgy. Right. Just exploring the universe and trying to find the secrets of the universe. No, it's not like that. They pay us to do certain things, certain tasks. And if they don't pay me, I'm not going to go search those stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if there are some people like me who do think about it, uh, the thing is that since childhood they tell us that the rockets do work and the NASA is sending stuff up, up into the space. and So you're just programmed since childhood. You're not going to be questioning that program. So... You're being paid to do what NASA's telling you, and NASA's telling you that Newton's third law works, so work under this assumption. But he is telling you that he's looked into it, and NASA's wrong. And NASA is the one who is telling the entire world, and the entire world, for some reason, believes NASA. That this is... Like, Newton, I guess, created NASA? Mike... <laughs> The thing I'm wondering right now is how much shit am I going to have to listen to before he explains 
Well, it's only a seven-minute video, right? So it can't oh, be that okay. much. All right. But, okay, but if he's arguing that it doesn't work, then how does he explain all the space travel? Well, I don't know. We're only, we're only 55 minutes into this video. I'm sure it's, it's, it's faking by NASA, right? It's got to be. Okay. That's... And even if you do question that program, people will laugh at you. People will judge you. They I wonder why people yeah, are... yeah, people are going to laugh at you. I want to know how many people are in this classroom that he's talking to right now. I have no idea. It does look like a very big classroom. And not a very big whiteboard either. How did you find this? It only has 5,000 views. It was on Reddit. Oh, okay. I, I, I subscribed to the physics Reddit. Or bad science. It's the bad science Reddit. <laughs> like, why did this not job? You're stupid. So you start, you end up losing your jobs and friends and stuff. So the scientists, they don't do that. He, he, used, quote, he used air quotes for scientists. Uh, you're going to lose your friends because you question the very basic I mean yeah you probably will if you question the basic assumptions of of Newtonian physics uh, without evidence and yeah I mean people are going to be like this guy is nuts if you have evidence bring it forward and I want to see that fucking evidence but yeah I mean wouldn't that wouldn't you expect that themselves it's just it's a stupid thing to do even if it's the truth but you just don't do it the reason that you do think that rockets work in the vacuum of space is because of the third law of motion the no i think they work because i've seen rockets do things yeah i mean pictures from the outer solar system yeah right that's the reason i that's the reason fundamentally i think i mean well that's the reason i i thought they work fundamentally i know why they work now because of you know newton's third law but everyone he's talking to thinks they work because they've seen rockets work right yeah as it, it says that for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction so what it's really easy to test that let's put this into action uh, an action is for example i'm going to start punching now so i'm punching and i don't feel any Reactions. Do you see reaction? He's punching air, and he's saying, "I." But he was leaning forward while he was doing it, right? (laughs) Not only that, I'm sure he feels the air that he's punching push against him as he's punching. You feel that. And and this is one. Remember, I I wanted to. I wanted to do something with your kids. I wanted to do something with your kids where where I. You know, run around and say, "Do you feel? Do you feel the air?" And they would probably say, "No." And I say, "Okay, take an take an umbrella, open it up behind you. Now run. That umbrella is catching all the air, and that's going to feel a lot more like it's you know it's pushing against you because you're pulling that air." I had a book when I was probably in third or fourth grade called "Bet You Can't," and it had things like you know fold a paper fourteen times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the ones that I remember is. Maybe because it was destructive, is um, take a yardstick and a sheet of newspaper, put the yardstick down off the edge of the table by, you know, maybe 12 inches or so. Try to lift up the newspaper. And then put the piece of newspaper down and then hit the yardstick. The piece of newspaper will break the yardstick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does, right? I mean, that's... That's the pressure of the air. The the pressure of the the air pushing down is, is sufficient to... Uh, the the Arctic do- doesn't have enough uh, rigidity to respond, and so it will crack and break. It will fail. Mm-hmm. That's action reaction. I don't feel any reaction. 
But then I said, isn't feeling it, but he does. I mean, you do. It's such an awful. It's. Punch punch the wall, and the wall deforms. Right? You punch a wall, you get a hole in the wall. You, Obviously, so... the wall is reacting to the fact that you punched it. He's talking to an empty room, isn't he? I don't know, because somebody said a question, but it could be just the guy who's behind the camera. I the wall. I feel the reaction. I mean, you can try it. You feel the reaction. If it starts hurting, and if I punch harder, it's going to bleed, and if I punch even harder, it's going to break my bones. So, it seems like the third law of motion... When in order for you to get the reaction, the equal and opposite reaction, you have to apply your action on yeah. something. If you, but he was gases don't count. He was yeah. He was punching the air, right? Gases, he was punching the he, air. He's, what he's saying is gases don't count. But then why do you get airplanes? Stop being so smart. Why do you get rockets flying in? He's saying rockets don't fly in the volume of space. But then he's saying punching the air and nothing happens. But he yeah. does feel that. It it's tiny compared to the amount that you're pushing because you're a lot. You have a lot more. You're a lot more solid than the air is. The air is a fluid, and you're and, and it's yeah. not that dense he's a, of fluid. He's a crystal guy. I mean, come on. This is the it's same not, as the crystals. And I'm just reacting to the video. Okay. Get the reaction. For example, if I'm now pushing, I'm, I'm now pushing myself, okay, I'm, I'm pushing my hand, and no reaction, I don't feel any pushback. You do feel it's just minor, it's just uh, really he, minor. He's, he's saying that he's pushing the air, he's pushing forward, and he doesn't feel any pushback. But he is. Like, if you do that, do that right uh, now. But the argument is he's just not, his instrumentation is not sensitive. But do, yeah, but do that right now. I mean, you've, you've, there's... You're creating a wind. I mean, I don't feel pushback. I feel yeah, breeze past my hand. Right, past my that that's pushback. He's not considering that. You know, it's. But then I push the wall. Go to the, the Golden Gate Bridge. See if the water pushes back. <laughs> so, you cannot just push nothingness and expect something to happen. This is not nothingness. I mean, the thing is, he's talking about the vacuum of space, but then he's saying you're pushing air and you're pushing nothingness. Oh, but that is something. This isn't even a good argument. Yeah, it's bad art. It's terrible. It's a bad argument, even if if you put me in his shoes and I was trying to make the argument, I would not do any of these. Like I, I would say, this I'm pushing air and it's minor, but at least I'm pushing against something, right? right. That, that you, would be my you, claim. No, if you have an agenda that Newton's third law doesn't work in a vacuum, you can make that argument. But he is failing so completely. Even building up to that. Argument. I mean, it's simple to set up a vacuum chamber and then have something that, that throws something out, and then we'll be <laughs> we'll be pushed the opposite way. This is not like hard to set up. It's, it's hard not for him because he can't even. There has to be. He can punch the air. But what about if I, for example, uh, in a skateboard and I have a ball, a bowling ball, let's say, and no, I throw it, I go backwards. So. He's saying I, if the, the guy is asking a question. Somebody, one of his students, saying, "I'm a skateboard and I throw a ball. I'm going to be pushed backwards by throwing the ball." Which would happen, right? You, you take, you have some mass that's on you as a the whole system, but even the skateboard, and you throw that. The momentum is going to be transferred in a perfect system. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are on a hill, or, or it's, no it's one's weird. invented a perfect skateboard. No one's invented a perfect skateboard. But if so, if it's a basketball or something, or even like a medicine ball, especially. You'll get a lot of push because you're you're losing a lot of mass, so you're turning that mass into momentum. That big, med, big twenty pound medicine ball, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to get a lot of momentum to you. 
Uh, yeah, the skateboard would probably move noticeably at that point. When you are standing on a skateboard and then you are pushing a 15 pound bowling ball, mm -hmm. that 15 pound bowling ball has a static inertia. It means it wants to stay static, it doesn't mm -hmm. want to move. So when you are pushing that, you are pushing yourself back. Yes, this is exactly how a rocket works. Gases don't count. <laughs> Stop arguing, Greg. Gases don't count. He already said that. You could throw out a bowling ball from your rocket and that as has... As long as you had bowling ball rockets, it would work. But you have gas rockets and he already said you can punch air. Punch air and nothing happens. Gases don't count. Well, well, shit. NASA must use bowling ball rockets. That It must be bowling ball rockets. Otherwise, it's fake. That's it. If you think that the third law of motion works in these kind of cases, then you can just throw a pen. Just see if you go backwards when you're throwing a pen. Throw a balloon. Throw a, a light object. What the fuck? How the can you not say it's proportionate to if the you have a If you have an idea of technical physics and you understand the friction that's associated, because like you said, it's not a perfect state. It's not a perfect system. It's not... There's, there, there's not... But the equal and opposite reaction is proportionate to the amount of mass... That's that's F equals MA, right? Mass times acceleration. So if your mass is really tiny, your acceleration is going to be really tiny. And that can get compensated for by the, the coefficient of friction from you on your skateboard. Mamma <laughs> mia! break this bottle opener! And, yeah, cool. <laughs> Not cool. So, you have a balloon. And you can push the balloon and see if you go back. Yeah. Or a ping pong ball. It doesn't happen. Uh, the same thing when you are pushing your car. So you're saying that since gas is so light, it's a bunch of ping pong balls. Since it's a bunch of ping pong balls, if you throw out one ping pong ball, nothing happens. Nothing noticeably happens. So if you throw out a ton of ping pong balls, nothing should happen because it's all just one ping pong ball. But he just he paused around. And he started talking about pushing a car. So you know, have you ever tried it when your the car is broken and you're pushing it? At the beginning, it doesn't move. It's heavy. And then after some time, it just moves a sword. It's it got out of the yeah. This is Oberth's. <laughs> this is the idea that you have to overcome the inertia first in order to get it moving. Sure, yeah, there there is there, there is significant and as the inertia, as your uh, energy gets larger and larger, as you're expanding energy, that you it it it, it requires more energy for you to increase your your energy. Yes, that's not. Uh, you friggin' fall. Static inertia, it's now moving, so it's easier to push it. It's not uh, that difficult. So, in order to get this reaction, you have to push against something. Otherwise, it's not happening. This so, speaking speaking of that, a couple weeks ago, I was in the car, in the driveway, and I put it in neutral, and I told Max to push the car. <laughs> you know, when a seven-year-old can push a fucking car, uh -huh. he's pretty fucking excited. Yeah, <laughs> you are pushing against something. You're pushing against the the rigidity of your rocket when you're throwing something out. You're pushing against that. You're pushing against the static inertia of your rocket, if you want to use that term. I mean, inertia is not static. It's, it's a fucking point. <laughs> The reason it goes up is this high velocity and hot gases that exit the exhaust of the rocket engine will push against the ground first. They're pushing against the ground. That's why the rocket goes up. 
Wouldn't it be easier for the gas to escape sideways between the rocket and the ground than to push the rocket up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it... Well, I... Oh, the rock gas hits the ground, right, and then it just pushes against the ground instead of instead, instead of, of pushing building, the rocket. Well, up. Instead of building a high pressure zone between the ground and the rocket, it's just going to dissipate out the sides. Yeah, yeah the, the gas pushes against the ground, but the rocket doesn't because what was the rocket? Maybe the you gas? have a whole bunch of little rocket gases standing on top of each other, right? And then the second to last one is pushing on the last one, which pushes on the rocket. So that's what's causing a rocket to go up because they're all stacked up. Because they're all stacked up, but it's only because it's being pushed against by the ground. Right, you got to have some place for the turtles to sit. So, so it has to be that there is this stacking up of stuff against the ground to push, and so there's going to be so anything to be so yeah. When you launch a rocket off of a a fighter jet to shoot a missile. It has to be pushing against the ground in order to stay up, right? I mean... Well, so there must be little gas guys standing on top of each other's shoulders all the way down. All the, the way down to the earth. And that must get larger and larger as it gets higher, right? So the so if you were to get under a rocket after it was like 10 miles up, you would be squashed. Well, that, the amount of, of stuff that's yeah, pushing down. That, I'm, just, I'm talking about like air launch rockets, you know, like how... Holy shit, how do those work? They must. Like, oh, they just out, fall. They must put out gases for like an hour to, they, to reach the ground no, they, before they, 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 they just fall. Detach from the pylon. They just fall directly. Yeah. They don't. Those fins are ornamental. This guy's an asshole. And then it takes off and it goes up. The air down here becomes thinner. But even if it's thinner, I like, the sea I, of I, these I gases. Him. I just like, want to go find him and punch him. <laughs> I don't want to punch him. I just want to sit him down. Say, "Are you fucking no, insane?" I don't want to punch him. I want to show some equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> we'll turn that thin air into a barrier. You know when you're, for example, driving in the highway and you stick your hand out of the window. It will turn the thin air into a barrier below the rocket. So he is, he is, he is saying know, literally okay. that as the rocket gets higher, it continues this so, column. So it's, or maybe he was saying that, you know, it's kind of like a non-Newtonian fluid, right? Where you, if you apply a lot of pressure, it will get solid and you can push against it. Yeah, that seems to be what he's saying, which is a lot crazier and a lot, there's a lot more dynamics to the atmosphere than I It's like a shock factor to the atmosphere. It'll <laughs> so shock into it the, something. It becomes a sort of rigid solid as it goes up. So there, there would be like a, a solid like column of just force. That as long as the rocket's going up, you should not be able to put your hands in because it would because this this force is holding up this rocket. Mm-hmm. And you feel this pressure, and the faster you go, the more pressure you feel. That's the same thing. Even if your hand is a small, no. the speed is high. The pressure increases. The ba- it becomes a barrier. That's no, it's because that you're you're this. you're pushing against more and more air. Because you, there you're going faster and faster. You're hitting more air, and that's what's pushing you. I can make such a better bullshit video than this. It pushes the hot these hot gases and high velocity gases down. Even if it's thin, it still <coughs> creates a barrier out of them. Mm. So as long as there is air or thin air, the rockets do work. But when it goes out in the vacuum of space where there is nothing, then it's nothing. You can push it, it's and more. nothing will happen. This is easy to test, actually. Easy so, to test. Oh, good. Easy sure, to test. Sure. You can get a simple drone and just put it on the ground. A simple drone. Uh-huh. Accelerate it so it lifts up from the ground and hovers at... 20 centimeters. Okay, so you have a drone, a you know, gyroscopic drone that hovers at 20 centimeters. Do not touch the accelerator anymore. Just put a cardboard sheet under the drone. Put a cardboard sheet under the drone. 
okay, it's going to now have a forced a, a, something else to push up against that it was pushing up against the ground. It was pushing up in the air. It's going to now feel, especially if you put it right up against the drone, it's going to now feel higher pressure and it's going to push up further. Whereas if you put it down beyond where the ground is and you start to lift it up, it won't raise until you get to a point where you've increased the pressure. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's saying put. I think he's going to say put put a put a cardboard like right underneath the drone, and yeah, it'll rise up because it's going to experience the pressure gradient as you push the mm-hmm. the cardboard up. But if you just start a cardboard from the ground and slowly move it up, it's not going to rise until you hit that pressure. Right. That's yeah. So, and just lift it up. When you lift it up, the drone starts uh, coming up also. And it maintains the same 20 centimeter distance between the bottom of the drone and the sheet. It's not going to be and the moment you take the sheet out, you take it away, the drone just drops down, hits the ground, and the hitting the ground happens due to inertia. Hits the ground, comes up, and maintains the 20. It's not how, how high you put it, obviously, whether it's going to hit the ground or not. But 20 centimeters up, what's that like? Uh, here? About, no. Okay, okay. So, so about a foot. Well, it would be. Um, You're saying it's about two feet, right? No, no, no. it would be. Uh, is that a ruler? Is there a rule? Is the ruler sitting in front of that printer on the top shelf there? No, I don't see one. I have um, a decimal ruler up there. No, it's twenty centimeters. Is thirty centimeters is about a foot? No, that's not it. Thirty thirty centimeters is about. Oh a yeah, foot. Okay. yeah. Twenty centimeters. So. 20 is less than a foot. Yeah, it's like um, two-thirds of a foot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're about eight inches off the ground. So, I mean, that's probably enough that if you put some cardboard under it, you can get a little bit of a pressure differential. What if you put something like two feet? It's just ridiculous. He's making faulty faulty arguments. Yeah, lift it up, Every, lift the drone yeah. up higher, have the drone go up higher, and try the cardboard thing. Yeah, if it's it, inch by inch. If it's then... if it doesn't matter, then if you if you take if you take it up like five feet and put a cardboard down at the bottom and slowly drag it up, if you move it up then two it should inches, move, it, it should go up two inches. It should go up two inches, right? So yeah, easy easy to refute. Very easy example to refute. And. Propellers are very different from rockets. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's fundamentally doing the same thing. It's directing air uh, downwards. Because your drone's not going to work in a vacuum. <laughs> okay. Well, that's his argument. The drone doesn't work in a vacuum. So a rocket won't. <laughs> so a rocket won't. Maybe that's so why they don't based use propeller flight in spacecraft. Based on what I just showed you, pushing, punching, and the drone, which I, I can show you, actually. We can go outside and I can uh, demonstrate this. It's impossible for the rockets to work in the vacuum of space. It just doesn't happen. The third law of motion happens when you apply the reaction on something, and that something can react to you when there is nothing. Now, see, I think this is I think this is important in some sense because an important part of about learning physics is understanding why these arguments are wrong, right? And so this, like, as a if I was a physics teacher, I might show this to my students and ask them to tell me, you know, to, to, to write a 
paper or write, you know, an essay about why this is wrong. But there's too many things. But I, I would I would not ask them to focus on you know don't don't try to go I mean you know maybe for extra credit you can try to do every single line but just take something take his example take something and explain to me why this is wrong or or make a video of showing you trying something that, that shows why this is wrong or something like that right I mean and as a, as a challenge as sort of a as a as no, a actually uh, no that's a good point, as an exercise. Right? Go make your own video proving one of these analogies wrong. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good way to teach, right? To, to like mm-hmm. challenge a student to be okay. Instead of just saying this is wrong, this is wrong, like say, okay, here's a thing here here's somebody telling you something. I'm telling you this is wrong, but you know, don't just listen to me. Go for yourself. See if see if you can figure out why you think this is why this is wrong. What why this is wrong, right? If it's if it's correct, give me a, give me something about why it's correct. If it's if it's incorrect, give me something about why it's incorrect, right? I want to see what you what you're thinking. Yeah. There is no reaction. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. And the thing is, many people say that the rockets don't work in the space because there is no air. No, you're just misunderstanding it. They're carrying their own liquid fuel and they're carrying their own liquid oxygen, so they don't need air. That's not the problem. The problem is this. Pushing act that you have to push on something. So it was maybe the oxygen's in the tank, so they can put it out there, so the it has something to push against. Maybe there is something in space that you're pushing against. Maybe space is not empty. Maybe it's full of of surfaces that you're constantly pushing against, and that's wow. Right? Like Newton was wrong. The idea that that there's just one that, that you can just you're you're constantly pushing against some surface. Well, okay, so. We kind of talked about this already, but this could be fun to think about. I don't. There's probably nothing here, but what is the mechanical nature of space-time that makes this happen? Right, that makes this equal and opposite reaction thing happen. Yeah, and this is the thing that's like, well, this is just how the universe works. I mean, I don't, I don't have an answer as to why when you push on something, the the force is the is equal and opposite, other than everything tries to equalize and that's just the nature of how the universe works uh when, when you put i mean and, and this and this this is innate this is uh fundamentally it's about symmetry it's about the fact that if you push on something then there's going to be a, the symmetry of the system is going to push back on you everything is trying to get to equilibrium so if i put a bunch of negative charge somewhere then um i have to fundamentally put a bunch of positive charge somewhere because you go from an equilibrium state of neutral to separating some charges, that means that I have to have some mechanism to separate the charges in order to put some somewhere. That's why I can't. That's why heat has to go from uh, a, a hot system to a cold system, and it can't go the opposite way. Uh, and there has to be some differential in order to get some work out of the system. The symmetry of the system is 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 all about it's it's all about symmetry. Physics physics at this level is all about sure. you know getting symmetry. Uh, and why does the universe work this way? It does. There's no there's no excuse. There's no fundamental thing I have beyond that's just how it works. And like I said, as Feynman would say, if you don't like it, find another universe. Oh, sure. 
Yeah, I was just thinking that, you know, there could be a, you know, if you can, like, get to the, I don't want to describe it. If you could decompose it enough to a certain point, you could explain why. Well, I mean, Noter's theorem was was a sort of way to do this in some sense, because it was saying that for every continuous symmetry, there is a conserved quantity. So for every symmetry that is continuous that is the same across the universe, there is a quantity in our equations that is conserved. So this is where momentum is the conserved quantity that is associated with linear transformations in space. Um, angular momentum is, is, is the conserved quantity associated with the rotational transformation uh, because that's continuous around through, you know, it's, doesn't matter what it doesn't matter whether you're facing north or south or east or west your engine is going to work it doesn't matter whether you're 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 in uh thailand or you're here in pittsburgh your engine's going to work um the symmetry of the system doesn't matter where you're located doesn't matter what direction it's facing uh and speak and out of that noter found you can you get this these conserved quantities these these mathematical elements that are conserved in, in our equations, that's that's what they fall out of. This is the longest seven minute video. <laughs> they don't move. They cannot move up in outer space. When you're in a vacuum, no. This doesn't trust doesn't produce any thrust. Even if, if it's like it's producing its own fuel, it doesn't it wouldn't move. It wouldn't move at all. Because as I said, you have to push against something in order to feel that reaction. And back here is a vacuum now. I mean everywhere is a vacuum in this space. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing to push against and so, I mean, this would be like a perfect thing to, to, to try to astute me. Like, he doesn't get into how we send probes to deep space. No, he doesn't at all. He doesn't talk about that. He just says that you can't do it. And you and I can prove this with a drone flying very low. And punching air. And punching air. So you don't feel anything, right? It's just not happening. So, yeah, we can actually go outside and try the drone thingy. So, I'm not a good pilot. Oh, he's going to do the drone thing on on camera. Just change. Let's try try our best. Okay, there we go. So, it's going like... as you can see, I'm not pushing the gas anymore, and we go up. You see, I'm not touching the gas. And then it comes down. It, it's like five inches off the ground. Ten centimeters. Go up. Not up, even up, 20. Up, up, up. As you want, and there you go. And the 20 centimeters is maintained, and then we go up again. So you stick a punch you see, it means something. Look at how much he has to keep pushing it up again. So he, he has to keep going much further. He has to get go to go like up to you know, based on this, you can't see six or seven centimeters below it in order to keep pushing it up. Such a false it, it it's totally wrong because he doesn't he doesn't maintain the same distance. He keeps pushing up, and that's what's causing the thing to rise. Not the fact that he keeps it stable and it and it rises up to the same level it, it's yeah. not it, it's he's absolutely wrong in his demonstration it's 
fundamentally flawed and then it's 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 mm-hmm. uh it's an example of being fractally wrong fractally wrong means you're wrong in every aspect every angle you look at something it's it's wrong yes he's no, but, fractally wrong what was like the what was something he said that was accurate <laughs> when if if you have a big bowling ball and you're yeah. on a skateboard and you throw it off you'll be pushed they're not throwing air but some for some reason he's saying you're not pushing. If you, I mean, because the thing is, you are pushing if you throw a, a ping pong ball. It's just too minor to overcome the other forces on you, which someone with a degree in technical physics should understand. <laughs> oh my god, you suck! Yep. So there you go. That was uh, Let's read some of the comments. Uh, let's see. These are just people like, okay, here's my brilliant video. <laughs> so somebody said, I'm curious what your thoughts are about his stance on punching the air, having no opposite reaction. Thought provoker, isn't there an opposite reaction when you punch air? Why do you have to brace yourself with your feet? The guy is supposed to hang from a bar with one hand and with the other hand punch the air as hard as you want. You don't experience any pushback. That's not true. He would. <laughs> Any noticeable pushback. You would, actually. Ignorant motherfucker. You, you would, because you'd be pushing your... You, you, and you, you would start to swing a bit, because you'd be... It's just like climate change is a hoax, man, because <laughs> they can't see the effect. And this guy is saying, you don't get the point, I'm not going to waste my time arguing with you. Is a response to somebody. Fucking drone. So, so here's somebody responding. To be clear, you think we're constantly launching rockets that reach the edge of the atmosphere and then immediately stop working. Why do you think we're doing that? Just for fun? Here's his response. My friend, I have no idea why they are lying. I can only tell you that they are absolutely lying. Physically, it's impossible for rockets to work in the vacuum of space, and the third law of motion is absolutely a joke. Anyone with a degree in physics can tell you the same thing if they just think about it. I don't have a degree in physics. I don't have a degree. I, I was I was very dumb when it came to my student years. I could probably get a degree now, but I'm fucking forty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm past the point where I need a degree uh, to to get further away in life, and I don't I don't think I need a degree to answer this question of why it doesn't work because I understand the first fucking physics. So he doesn't know why they're launching rockets to the edge of the atmosphere. But they're lying to you. Here somebody says, the escaping gas is pushing on the nozzle third grade science. His response, if the tires of your car don't touch the ground, your car won't move. Sure. Even if you burn the same amount of fuel and spend the same amount of energy, because the fuel is based on pushing your tires. And if your tires are using, you're using friction to push forward. If it was instead the fuel was being, was focused on pushing air outwards, you would move. Different Those tires have to touch the ground in order for the car to move forward or backward. Same applies when you take the propellers out of the water. The boat won't go anywhere. Yes, because the, it's engineered for water. Because it, it, water is a much more viscous fluid than air. Guess what? They have propellers for air. Yeah. 
They just don't use them on Your boats. Your fucking drone has them. They just don't use them on boats. Uh, must be underwater to push against the water. When you stand on a skateboard to push against a bowling ball, you move backwards. But if a rubber band pulls the ball away, or a spring pushes it away from you right before you can have a chance to push against it, you don't have time to push the ball. Thus, you won't experience it. You're talking about something else <coughs> taking the momentum of the system away before you have time to to utilize that momentum to push you away. Some, something else. So it, you, 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 you're talking bowling, about a larger system. You drop the bowling ball and the spring pulls it away. Yeah. Then, then you're not... Right, yeah. Or, or a system where, where the bowling ball is connected to a spring that you, and you're holding on to that and you let go and the spring takes the bowling ball. Yeah, you're not going to be pushed <laughs> because you were connected to a larger system. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, there must be something to push against otherwise you'll have no equal and opposite reaction yes that's the whole fucking point of equal and opposite reaction you're pushing against something you're pushing something away you're losing something to gain something you have to lose some mass to gain something in momentum This is the, the horrific problem with rockets, right? This is our problem. This is our whole... This is the whole existential problem of, of the fact that the solar system is so huge. It, fuel is expensive. Fuel costs money. You need fuel to get somewhere. You need to have something to put... You need to have some mass that you will lose in order to move relative to your position. Mm-hmm. And... That's just that's the fucking that's the tyranny of the rock equation. The tyranny of the fact that the world is is, the universe is very very large. He didn't make a single good argument. He just used all these false equivalencies, and then he used a very very deceptive example. Every example was deceptive. Every Mm. example was talking about things not equivalent to what he was arguing. Right. Cool. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> but, I mean, it, I, I think it's it's good to go through these, like I said, as just... Uh, as refreshers for yourself and to be like, okay, you know, how can I debunk this? Well, I can, you know... I would say take that drone, make it go up three feet. And then try the same thing. Does it work? Notice how he has to push First, up. But it's not. Forget about the drone argument because it is debunking his drone argument. It might actually give him more credence to the drone argument. Is an equivalent. Analogy to a rocket in a vacuum, but I, I would I would attack his premise. I would attack his premise directly and show why the premise is faulty. It's, All right, but the premise is faulty because you're talking about a propeller working through a fluid versus a ejected. rocket going into in a, you know a rocket. It's just a different technology altogether. Your drone's not going to work in a vacuum. So another, 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 but I gave the example of make, hold a vacuum chamber where something ejects something else, mm-hmm. 
and seeing that in fact the thing that ejects something is pushed backwards. Yeah, but he it doesn't matter. Recoil from a gun is an example. You need to get him to have a conversation about why gases are different than. Solids. Why do guns recoil? But no, you need to have a right. That would be you know why do guns have recoil on them? If Newton's third law is not true, why do guns have recoil? But you also need to get him to explain or explain why throwing a bowling ball is different than throwing a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Or why What if he had a tank of what do you have a tank of air? Or or, or a big balloon and he's on the skateboard, right? If, if it's if it's enough pressure, that should push him on the skateboard, or, or it, it's a small skateboard or something. You, you put a balloon on a little matchbox car, let it go. That's going to push a matchbox car, <coughs> unless it's up against a wall or something. No, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, but, I uh, mean, you know, that's an example. There's plenty of ways you can prove oh, that he's wrong. Oh, fuck him. Plenty of examples. Plenty fuck of fuck him. Plenty of ways you can show. That he's absolutely wrong. Uh, sprinklers. I mean, the the whole reason that sprinklers work, like those those circular sprinklers, are because they're pushing out water, and that pushes them, and they spin around because of that. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. <laughs> I mean, there's multiple examples you can show. There's there's tons. Fuck him. Fuck him. Gushers are an example. <laughs> but this is this is what we're facing in this era, right? I mean, to get political at the end of the show, this is the the fundamental problem with society right now is that no one knows what's true or what or not, and there's there's a bunch of disinformation out there. How do you combat that? Yeah. Why why are no, I know the answer, but why is there so much of like why is deception a business, right? Because it works. That's that's the only reason why things are business things are a business because they work. Mm-hmm. When something works you can make a you, you can make a business out of it. Yeah. Well it's like I talked about in the pre show when I saw DigiKey you know, posting mm-hmm. an old argue about the M drive. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. <sighs> no. Stop that. Stop that, because someone's going to see that, and they're going to read the headline. And they're going to think, oh, DigiKey, I trust DigiKey. Oh, I trust this. And they're going to go down a fucking rabbit hole. Oh, I heard about this M drive that has shit. It was an article from a year ago, which has been debunked. Right. Anyway, i got to go to the bathroom, so I think right. we should wrap up. Thanks, everybody. Physics. Physics. Yeah, science.